If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. in the Met game. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, a lot of things going wrong. A lot, of, a lot of things that could have been done differently for a different outcome of the game. We're going to talk about that. Um, we got the weekend NFL wrap-up coming up uh, all around the league. See how I did with my picks. See how you guys did in fantasy. And uh, we're just going to go through the scores, the highlights, uh, all that stuff, and definitely go over the Met game. So uh, give me a call at 347-989-0635. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Big Rig Show and on Facebook backslash the Big Rig Show, and uh, <clears throat> we'll be getting to your calls in a little bit. First, I want to start off with a little uh, little Met action, and you know how the game went on, what they could have done differently, what they what was not in their control, and uh, a lot of stuff wasn't. And they need to uh, get back to baseball. Forget about it. Have a short memory. Can't dwell on that. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, phone number to call, 347-989-0635. And uh, we'll be right back. Um, before we go into what happened with the slide and, you know, the slide heard around the world, we're going to just give a quick recap. We got the Mets Dodgers series tied at one, one, uh, game three tonight at eight thirty. game one, Mets won three to one game two Dodgers won five, two, uh, a couple good things I seen in the game. Uh, a lot of, we got, they got the cranky early solo home runs. Cespedes might be, uh, reemerging as, as a player here in the playoffs for you guys. And that's going to be good. You know, we need him to get back to his game, back to that September hot streak that he had. And if he does that in the, in the series, you guys are going to be better off. And, you know, of course, we need to start hitting the ball. Singles, you know, we can't, always, we can't live and die by the long ball here. You guys have done it all year, living and dying by the long ball. And it might not work, you know, timely hitting. We need some timely hits. People get on base, this double. You got to get that runner in. Solo shots are not going to do it either. We need base runners. Draw the walks. Ruben Tejada the other night had a had a, a perfectly timed walk when Kershaw came in. Led to that that big inning when, when Wright got the two hits. That's what I'm talking about. You need to stay disciplined at the plate. And just just play small ball. It doesn't have to come with the long ball. So that's a serious recap as, as far as it goes right now. Um, 
2-2 at that point. The slide happens. You know, it, it's tied 2-2, rather. Um, did he slide? Was it dirty? Was it a hard-nosed baseball play? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the reason I say it's a hard-nosed baseball play is because he doesn't want that double play to be turned. He really doesn't. He wants that. He wants to break up the double play to put his team in a position to, you know, score some more runs. He's doing his job. If you were a baseball fan of that team, you would say he's doing his job. And if he was on my team, I'd want him to break up the double play too. Now, sliding after the bag, that's when it becomes dirty. You can't slide after the bag. I mean, he's done this to Utley before, um, to, to Hada before Utley. September 24th, 2010. Go look it up. Watch that. It's this almost the same exact slide when he was on the Phillies. So go look at that video. It shows him sliding almost after the back to the same guy. Tejado was playing uh, second that game, but it was the same guy. He did the same exact thing, but it wasn't made that big of a deal. And Don Manley said something before, and I kind of agree with him. He said that if no one got hurt, it would have been a hard-nosed baseball play, and Utley would have been – doing his job, you know, just because someone got hurt, it's a it's a bigger story than it is. I kind of agree with that, but his slide was just – his slide is what made that. People say, whoa, this guy's sliding that far? Come on now. You can, you can take someone out and not almost land on the ankle of the player when you start your slide, and that's what bothers me. Ali is a hard-nosed player. He always has been, always will be, but he needs to – just take him out in a normal fashion. He could have hook slide that. He could have done anything. And Ruben Tejada wouldn't have made that throw. He wasn't going to turn that double play anyway. From the looks of it, he was going to try, but it didn't look like he was going to make that double play. Just because his back was turned, he had a spin throw, uh, the collision with Utley. If there was no collision, he'd still have to get out of the way of Utley, jump over him, not land on him. There's a lot of factors going through his mind there. So as far as him making the double play, I don't think so. As far as it being a hard-nosed play, dirty play, I think it's a little bit of both. And you'll find that, uh, you know, my opinion is somewhere in the middle of everyone else's, hey, listen, that's what I believe, man. He, he, I like hard-nosed baseball. I also don't like that dirty, that dirty stuff. So he's got he's to take a better slide, a better approach to that. Um, now, a couple mistakes during the game that I'd say – Terry Collins made um, like bringing Bartolo Colon in that situation. I don't necessarily think he should have brought Bartolo in. Um, he's a starting pitcher. You want him for long relief appearances. Say one of your pitchers has a bad outing and it's the second inning and he just needs to come out of the game. You want him in there. I know. I understand you have niece too, but you brought niece in too. You had the day off yesterday, but now who knows if they're going to be available. Say Harvey goes out there and retaliates, let's say, and they forewarn him. Very rare in baseball that they're going to forewarn a team before the game starts, but it has been done in the past. And if they forewarn him and he says, you know what, I'm, I'm protecting my teammate, even though he shouldn't, it's the playoffs, you've got to win this game, you can't get thrown out, you can't be stupid, he's going <clears> to <throat> he's gonna throw at him, and then who are you going to bring in? you got Cologne, Nice, I, I understand they didn't pitch a lot. I don't know how their arms are, I mean, Bartolo Colon's 40-plus, so it might have a little bit more burden on him than than Nice. So you might have to go with a lefty today. But I don't know about that call. There's a couple other things Terry Collins did wrong, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, as far as going back to the slide a little bit, now, in neighborhood play, everyone know what a neighborhood play is. Neighborhood play is you're in the vicinity of the bag when you're trying to turn two, just so there's not a collision, and you know, you just kind of swipe the bag, but you have to make an attempt to, and you throw it to first base. But you have to make an attempt to turn the double play to be called a neighborhood play. In my opinion, he was in the neighborhood, and he was trying to throw the ball to first base. I have no clue how they can not call that a neighborhood play. He was turning around, arm extended, ready to throw the ball when he got collided on and his leg got broken. I'm sorry, officials, if you think that he can't complete a throw because his leg snapped in half. Maybe you should. Maybe you can. Maybe someone else can. But I don't think he can. 
You know, maybe you're you're the better player. Maybe when you played your little league ball, you were able to turn that double play. But unfortunately, when your leg snaps, you can't really turn that double play. That was a neighborhood play. It should have never should have never been reviewable. He should have been out, and it changed the entire complex of the game. And it's and it's sad. You guys should be up. I don't know. I'm saying you should would have won. It was still two two. Not saying you would have won the game, but you would have put yourselves. You would have had a better shot at winning the game. You could have been up two zero going in to New York with Harvey there. You're you're, you're the Dark Knight coming on. You're number one, so to speak. And you could have won the game. Could have swept this series. Now, unfortunately, the officials. They they kind of took it away from you. That slide was semi dirty, little hard nose. But he needs to uh, he needs to make that call. That's a neighborhood play. I'm sorry. Um, the press conference after the game with Joe Torre. I mean, are you are you kidding me? That was a debacle, huh? Hey, he was. Uh, hey, I host this radio show. I'm sure a couple other guys on here listening have hosted radio shows or or talked in front of public and stuff. Hey, you, you turn around and ask the guy behind you, what's going on every five seconds. You're the, you're the guy running this. You're head of baseball operations. You should know the rules and not have to look back and say, uh, is that, is that the case? Uh, you know, Gene, whatever his name was, listen, know the rules, come out confident. When you look like that, when you look like what Joe Torrey looked like in that press conference, not only does it put doubt in everything that you're going to say about this, this subject for the rest of the time we're talking about it. But Mets fans now have justification that the play was not called right. So you're giving these guys justification. Hey, you know, it's like condolences at a funeral. You still feel terrible, right? It's not going to do much. You have justification now. Okay. You have justification. It's not going to help much. You still lost the game. Series is still tied one-to-one. So, that being said, we're back in New York. It's time to play ball tonight. We play ball tonight. We do our jobs. Small ball. Harvey, go out there. If you have the opportunity and you're not forewarned, hey, you got to protect your players. But if you're forewarned, don't get kicked out of this game, Harvey. It's going to be detrimental to the Mets. You need to stay in there for them. So, We'll see what Harvey does. I mean, I personally have a feeling he's going to come out and throw at the first batter that takes the box. And if he does, I mean, he'll get a lot of respect back. He will definitely get a lot of respect back in the in the Met community. Come out there. The Met fans would love that. They would eat that up. He came out, first pitch, right in the kidney. Ooh, that's a ball player right there. You want to talk about hard nose? Harvey would be hard nose over there. We'll call him hard nose Harvey, two-face. Harvey Dent. But he needs to protect his batters. We'll see if he doesn't. Take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back.
All right, we're back. Uh, 347-989-0635, number to call if you want to call in and talk about what happened with Utley, Mets, <clears throat> what happened with the Giants game last night. Anything you want to talk about, well, we're here. Uh, so we're going to go back into this Joe Torre press conference situation. And um, I feel that uh, he needs to do a better job. He needs to, you know, come up with better decisive answers for what's going on. And he didn't do that the other day. He came out, he looked to his guy who was almost like coaching him in a way and saying, uh, you know, this is what you should do, Joe. Look back for a, a little while and he looks back and he's like, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but uh, we're testing out a, a, a direct slide to second base in the, in the minor leagues. What is so bad about saying that? I, everyone wants to know, you know, what are you going to get in trouble, Joe? You know, this is what this is what I mean about how these organizations are are shady and they don't want you to know when they think a rule is messed up. They just let they go on leading you to believe that they're all for the rule, that there's nothing wrong with it. And they're standing behind the rule. And that's not the case. They don't they don't believe it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be testing it out. So I, if if I were the Mets fans, I'd be like, oh, listen, you, you know, the rules messed up. You changed it. Buster Posey got hurt. You know, and you change the rule. Why? Buster Posey's the superstar. And uh, Justin Upton tweeted out the other day. He's like, you know, if that was a superstar rule, we would have a Tula rule put in tomorrow. A superstar shortstop. And I, I kind of agree with that. If that was Tula Witzke, uh and and <laughs> Chase Utley did that to him, yeah, there'd be a Tula rule coming in. And you guys should, you guys should be furious. You really do have the right to vent. You know, you get you get every now and then you get an opportunity to just let your anger out on a loss and it's justified and right now you have that you have that ability. So baseball needs to come up with a better a better idea, a better job, a better job of you know, solving this resolving it, you know? So we'll see. Uh now they come out yesterday and Ali's getting suspended for two games. Um, I feel they should have never done this. This is a bad move in MLB. For the MLB, I mean, they're, what are we going into, the NFL territory now? I mean, you guys were crystal clear, Scott clean. You know, it was, you guys were squeaky clean. And you let the NFL just, you know, garnish all the immediate attention. Now you're back onto yourselves. Now you got you know, the spotlight just gleaming coming your way and it's deserved you should have never suspended this guy you made yourselves look like a bunch of buffoons everyone else that did this he did this in september 2010 he didn't get suspended i'm sure it happened numerous times this year where a player took out a second baseman took out a shortstop and he didn't get suspended so now we're in the playoffs the guy breaks his leg and now you're going to suspend him and you're going to give the Mets justification that you messed up. So not only does it do that, but like I said, you make yourself look like a buffoon. And you know what? It's well-deserved. You do look like a buffoon. So congrats on that, MLB, for uh, you know coming back and, and just taking the attention off what, what really matters, and that's the game, and putting it back on you. And now everyone in New York has justification to why you guys can't do your jobs right. Now, with that play, I heard the announcer say, ooh, Terry Collins needs to appeal this call at second base. I don't know if it would have done anything, but he should have left Cologne out there and he should have appealed the call. I don't know why he didn't. Every time someone misses the bag and they run they run off the field or they run to the dugout and and they appeal when he's not – on the bag, that's when you you know the ump the ump in the um in the uh, outfield or the uh, the baseline ump makes the call and says if he's out or not. Well, who knows? You could have got there and peeled this call, and he could have been turned out. I don't know if that would have happened. I don't know the the exact explanation the umpires gave Collins. Like, oh, don't even try to appeal. It's not worth it. I don't know if they can even say that. But he should have appealed the call. I mean, everyone knows that. Little League, Pony League, Babe Ruth, we all appeal calls. So, you know, 
I don't know. He should he he made it he made a he blundered that a little bit. A lot of other mistakes by Collins, like bringing in Bartolo Colon. You know, he shouldn't have done that early. Um, then he used Nice. Hey, you know, but this, the, it should have been called a neighborhood call. Should have never been able to be reviewed. So, uh, three, four, seven, nine, eight, nine is the number to call. Got a caller going to right now. Hey, what's up, caller? How you doing? Guy, what's up? How you doing? What's your name, bud? Listen, listen, guy. Mattingly hit it right on the head. If he doesn't get hurt, Tejada, it's a play that happens all the time. If he doesn't get hurt, it's not a big deal. Nobody says anything about it. Also, I, if you are a Met, if you're a Met fan, it's the end of the world. If you're a Dodger fan, it's the greatest play in the world. So you could you could look at it two sides. I just I'm, I'm sick of hearing the Met fans all over social media crying the blues here. If they were on the other side, it would be the greatest thing in the world. Well, in the beginning of the show, in the beginning of the show, I actually quoted Don and said that, you know, it is true because you look at it and you say, is it a hard-nosed play or is it a dirty play? Listen, he did it in 2010. It wasn't considered a a dirty play. You know what it's considered? A hard-nosed, chase-utly kind of a run. And if no one got injured, you're absolutely right. If no one got injured, that would have never happened. You wouldn't even have heard about this. They would have just moved on, went to the next pitcher, and that would have been it. Yeah. Also, that play it, it was a little it was a little weird because Murphy made a bad toss, so it made Tejada spin around a little bit, which Tejada shouldn't even have tried to make the throw. He should have just held the bag and caught it like it was a regular four tap. So he was never turning two. So him making that weird turn, that gave Utley a, a free lane to take him out. Usually, ninety nine percent of the time, that shortstop or that second baseman turning a double play comes through the bag on one side or the other and avoids that runner. And that play never yeah. happens. But play was just weird all, you know, all in itself. So I, I don't uh, blame Utley. He, usually he'd slide right through the bag on that play. Absolutely. And that's what he did in 2010. I know, you you know, when you drag your leg across the bag and, and, and move to the st- sidestep the, run, uh, the runner when he slided and throw to second base, I understand what you're saying. The throw was bad. That's why he turned around. But if he doesn't try to make that throw, that, that that negates the whole neighborhood play. I, maybe it, I know it, I know it wasn't called a neighborhood play, but it should have been called a neighborhood play because he was trying to throw the ball to to first base. Now, if he misses the bag and he's not in the neighborhood, and you don't try to make that throw, and he knew he probably knew he didn't touch the bag, and maybe that's why he went to first base because he knew he didn't touch the bag and he was trying to get the neighborhood call. Agreed. All right, let me run here if I get pulled over in a turnpike. Mets suck. Go Dodgers. All right, later. Okay, so, you know, I guess a lot of people were talking about, you know, crying, whining on social media and, and doing their thing. Uh, I agree. You know, you have, you have justification to do it. But, you know, if he didn't get injured, it wouldn't have been, you know, any big deal. It would have been just another baseball play. And Mattingly was right. All right. Um, Mattingly, he actually came out. And and made a, a a great managerial decision. You know, he said, "Hey, comes out, gets an explanation from the umpires. Says, is that a neighborhood play?" Umpire said, "No." He goes, "All right, well, I'm going to challenge it." Now he's got he's you know he's got a lot of wherewithal to do that. He 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 did it, and it worked. He finally got something right. You know, usually. You sit there and you're like, uh, <laughs> Dom Adderley comes out and you're just like, well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. And you're like, okay, here we go. He's going to win the game for us. And whether or not he does or not, or makes a bad call or makes a different kind of uh, run on, on, on what normal baseball managers do, you know, you, you look for that. I always look for that when Dom Adderley comes out of the dugout. It's circus time. The clown show has arrived. You know, pop up the tents. Let's go. It's time. Uh, we're going to take a few more calls when we get back. Uh, 347-989-0635. Uh, if you want to give me a call back, I want to know your thoughts, see what's going on. I'm sure there's some Met fans out there, and not just the Met haters, that want to talk about this. So give me a call. We'll go to break, 
and we'll be right back. try to retaliate tonight talking about the Mets here uh three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five big rig on the air talking about New York Mets baseball. Uh if the Mets try to retaliate tonight, they're gonna jeopardize you know it's the playoffs, you know. Do you really wanna put a base runner in, in, in position to score or get moved over, bunted across, manufacture runs? You don't want to do that. So I don't know if they're gonna try to retaliate. They want Utley and Utley alone. Do they go after, you know, Gonzalez? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, they want Utley. And baseball runners at this point, you're, down, you're tied series 1-1. You're not going to put anybody unnecessarily on the base pass. You're just not going to do it. It's going to cost you. And it could cost you a lot. It could cost you the game. Then you go down 2-1. You know, you got um, got your number one coming up the next game. So you really don't want to jeopardize that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they retaliate, see if they come out. And Harvey, Harvey's a hard-nosed player. He might he might do it. I'm telling you, he might do it. So we'll see. I'm, I'm interested. I can't wait to watch the first inning tonight. Just I'm going to be on my seat thinking, Harvey. Do it. Just do it, Harvey. Do it. I want to see you do it. If you're not pre-warned before the game. If he gets pre-warned before the game, you can't do it. You just can't. If he comes out and the Mets take a 5 nothing lead and it's the 6th inning, 7th inning, and Harvey's cruising, and someone comes up, hey, <laughs> they might get one to the back. And then when this series, the series goes 5, Utley might get one to the back. It's not over. But baseball – has a hard and long memory. Might not happen this playoffs. Might happen next year when they face Utley. First time Utley's in the box, pinch hit roll. If he's playing, he's getting beamed. Telling you right now. They don't forget like that. When you injure one of theirs, regardless of how it's done, that's the baseball rules. Everyone knows the unwritten baseball rules. And we'll see if he does it. Okay. We'll see if he can come out and get him. Now, Mattingly had the conversation and said, it's not a big deal if if he didn't get hurt. I agree. It's not a big deal. But he did get hurt. Should have started the slide a little bit earlier. But that's baseball. That's baseball. When you want to take someone out and you're Desperate for that win. And they were desperate. Yeah, Kershaw on the heels. He's He has no idea how he's going to pitch this next game. 
So when you're going into the series and leaving that game one, you're like, all right, Kershaw's going to pitch again, but is Kershaw going to get us to win? We have to take one. We have to go to New York 1-1. If we go down 0-2 and go to New York, we're going to face Harvey on his own ground, and that's not going to be good. Harvey is dominant. He's got the best stuff. Had a conversation the other day. You know, what gets you by? Your stuff. You know, there's certain pitchers that have great stuff. And there's certain pitchers that have great command. You know, what's better? What works out? Harvey has the best stuff on the Mets staff. Now, poise, control. DeGrom showed it the other day that he's the number one guy. If I'm a Mets fan and it's game five, and I can choose any pitcher to throw out there, I'm bringing in Grom. He he is lights out, poised, under control. Just It's almost like a symphony when he's out there. Just like just harmonizing. Everything's harmonizing perfectly. He's painting you a picture. He's playing, uh, you know, in a concert hall. It's beautiful. And that's what you want. Harvey's a little more rugged. He's going to come out. Get you the dirty, the dirty innings, as I like to call them. You know, get a base hit, double play ball, double, lead off double, lead off triple, get you out of the inning. It's a dirty inning. It's not a clean inning. And Harvey has a lot of dirty innings. The Grom, he's you know, he's leading the chorus. He's marching with the band in front. Okay, so that's who you want out there. Game three tonight, Harvey. He needs a big game. He really does. Harvey needs to come out and prove, not prove, but just pitch his game and, and, and do what he's done for the last two years, three years. And when he made us believe that he's the dark knight, when he made us believe that he is the best pitcher in New York and maybe all of baseball, he slowed that roll down. Hey, that train came to a friggin' screeching halt. Okay. So now he's got to get that the engine up and running again. He's got to start plowing through and get everything going. And if he does that, you guys will be up two one. And guess what? Game four, we got the Grom. We got the Grom coming back. So I mean that's excellent. You guys are you guys are looking good. Harvey needs to win tonight. He really does. If he gets the win, you guys need to explode. Now playing at City Field. A little different than Chavez Ravine. I, I I personally think it's hard to score runs in City Field. Not only is it like the dead air, the you know constant humidity. Even though tonight's going to be cool, um, it just seems that in New York and New Jersey, the ball just doesn't travel as far, doesn't get hit as crisply. Coldness comes a factor. You know, you're playing in 100-degree heat, and now you're coming over. <laughs> it's 46 degrees this morning. So that's going to be a big factor. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. Matt's is pitching game four. We have the ground for game five. It was my fault. I forgot I read that today. Uh, shout out to my buddy there. Um, so Matt's is going to start game four, which is not, which is not entirely bad. Who knows is even going to happen? You know, you're down, you're down, you know, two games to one. You want your ace out there. I, I don't think it's a good move to pitch Matt's. He's not bad, but do you really want to put your season, you know, in the hands of Matt's? I, I don't think so. If you start Matt's, that's a enormous mistake. That's like putting Kadire out there when you have, you know, Conforto, who just came out and crushed the ball. Did you see that home run he hit the other night? That was a laser beam down the right field line. He crushed that ball. So, mistake. Harvey needs to win tonight. You put up – Harvey puts up a big game tonight. You guys go up 2-1. You'll see Mats. He gets beat. Oof. You don't want to see Mats. I'd bring out the pitchforks, light up the fires, the torches, Go marching through the streets because you do not want to see Mats. The Grom can do it. He's young. His arm is still alive. 
He's been live his whole career. Let him pitch. Do not bring him Mets. Coming right back. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five to get on the call. Uh, we'll be right back. We're back. Uh, Big Rig here. 347-989-0635 is the number to call. Um, talking about a little bit of Mets. Game three preview tonight. Harvey, what he needs to do, what he doesn't need to do. Doesn't need to hit anybody right off the bat. Doesn't need to get kicked out of the game. Needs to follow. You know, the unwritten rules of baseball are, good, are, there, are there. It doesn't mean they need to be enforced in a playoff game to bring extra runners on. So, I take it easy there, Harvey. Watch what you do. Just pitch your game. The best revenge a Met fan, a New York Metropolitan, the front office can get is to absolutely dominate tonight and win this game. Don't need to hit them. You don't. Win the game. How's that sound? How about beat him in the series instead of throwing out his kidney? You win the series, and you'll be laughing all the way to the NLCS, and that's what you need to do. So win the series. Game three, Harvey tonight. Game four looks like Kershaw, Mets. Oof, Mets fans. I, I, I don't know about that. If you lose this game tonight, you want your season, the season that you hung onto and cling for this whole year to be in the hands of Mets? No. You want Jacob DeGrom out there. So, oof, win the game tonight because you don't want that happening. And I don't think it will happen. If you lose today, there is no way. You're going to see Mets. No way. So, so for baseball, we're going to switch over, you know, change gears a little bit, go over to football. Big day in the NFL yesterday, week five. Um, Taking your calls at 347-989-0635. You want to comment on the Mets? I'm still taking calls on that, but switch it over to football now. Now, I made some predictions over the weekend about who I thought were locks, you know, who I thought were going to do good, who I thought you should go and empty your bank account on. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Man, I'm tired of being right. I was right. I went 2-1, but uh, you can't win them all. Now, that let's start off with the Detroit-Arizona Detroit, um, game. That was just domination on – every aspect of football you can possibly imagine. Matt Stafford is regressing completely. Arizona handled them. It was just bad. It was bad. I had that one. They killed him. He, what did he do, 197 yards, three picks, one TD. He's got six touchdowns thrown, eight interceptions thrown, Matt Stafford. So, Matt, if you want to keep that job and not lose to Tarlovsky, who likes to run out of bounds and, and get safeties in the back of the end zone, I mean – this is this is what you're talking about. 
you might lose it. You might lose your job to that. Oh, and real quick for local sports, Rutgers. Did anybody see what Rutgers did on Saturday night with the game ticking down? Real quick, the game was ticking down. Let me paint you a little picture real quick. Game's ticking down. They're moving the ball. Incomplete passes. They, they, they complete a pass over the middle. They have to get there and get the playoff. One last Hail Mary. Can't spike it. It's fourth down. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? We get everyone up to the line. Three seconds left. And our quarterback spikes the ball on the ground. And that's it. Game over. He's looking like, what happened? What happened? You know what happened? You're a dumbass. That's what happened. All right. You need to. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny. You know, hey, Rutgers quarterback. Man, I got to lay off the peyote. Yeah, exactly. Lay that, lay off that stuff. It's, it's no good for you. You know, how long have you been playing football? I think my son was watching the game with me, and he says, why did he just spike that ball? And he's 12. So that's what we're dealing with in uh, in New Jersey as far as, far as college football goes. So it's going to be a long, hard road with that. Okay. My other game was the Bills, even, Titans. Hey, told you to take out your bank account and throw it at the, your bookie. Throw it in Vegas. Hey, they won 14-13. Can't complain. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, he carried the Bills pretty much by himself. Percy Harvin did nothing. I think he got negative points in fantasy, too. For Buffalo, it was a good win. Mariota looks promising, I got to admit. But Tyrod Taylor carried that game. He 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 won. Guy's a warrior, too. I seen him out there. He was he's getting mad at his teammates. They weren't lining up. He was calling audibles. They were doing the wrong thing. And he was getting fired up. That's awesome to see. I'm not the biggest Bills fan. Definitely not the biggest Rex Ryan fan. But, hey, he did it. He did it. And then my last one was the Rams and Packers. The Rams were in this thing the whole game. I I really thought they were going to cover the 10. I, I You know, I really did. They didn't. Uh, it, they were getting 10 points. They lost 24-10. They were almost dominating to a certain extent. Rodgers looked good, but he didn't look like he could do whatever he wanted. And I don't know. I don't know. He he just didn't look like he was on his game because the Rams' defense is pretty good. So maybe a good defense is going to slow down the Packers. Maybe not. We'll see. But, yeah, I lost that one. So 2-1, not bad. Um, I, I, I think I did good. I think I did good. So... We'll see. Uh, we got a caller coming in. Uh, caller, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Gons, I just want to hit you, Gons, from Jersey. Uh, what's I've up, Gons? I've been to your show before about the Mets and the, okay. uh, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey just needs to go out and pitch his game. He can't worry about hitting Utley or anybody else. Let's need to win the series and move on. They can take care of their business next year. So just do what you got to do, Matt Harvey. Pitch your game. Try to throw as many innings as you can because the bullpen's a little, you know, shaky. And just go out and give it to Familia and close it out. What do you think? Well, now, now Matt Harvey, Matt Harvey thinks he's the enforcer of the team. He's always thought this. He he thinks he, he he's the person to go out there and take care of what what's happening. So I, I don't know if he's going to do that. He might he might be getting directions saying, "Do not throw at this guy. Do not throw at this guy." But what happens with Matt Harvey? This is why he doesn't show up for practice. He doesn't listen. He might go out there yeah. and say, hey, we got a 2-0 run, a lead right now. I can hit someone. I can get the rest of the guys out. He might do something like that. He's a loose cannon. So it might not be hit, like, you know, the, the the managerial staff might be telling him, listen, don't do this. We don't want any base runners. He might do it on his own. Yeah, I, I agree. And if you look back, I think in April, it was on MLB Network, saying in April, like, you know, this year, he already hit Utley because the Phillies hit two of their guys. So he was out there. If you look, go back, and you see some of the video, he stares down Utley like this, and I, I'll, I'll get you right back. So why even, why even take the chance of losing the game, losing the series, because then you're down two to one, and you know Kershaw might come back in three, you know, in, in, in three days rest, or maybe in Granky for the, for the fifth game, if anything. So why take that well, chance? Why take the, you know, just go out and pitch a game? Hey, I always say the best way to get someone back is beat him. Beat them. You know, you win the game, you win the series, and what do they have? They're left with just that play. They're left with 
man, we hit that guy. But you're left with going to the NLCS. So Harvey just needs to go out there and pitch his game tonight. He really needs to focus. He really needs to focus on what's going on. He doesn't need to hit anybody. And that's it. You know, he has to pitch his game. I agree. Thanks for the call. All right. Hey, Gons, thanks for calling, man. Anytime. Give me a call back. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. So, you know, get back to the MLB real quick. The Mets, the Mets, they they want their pitcher to go out and pitch. I don't think they, I don't think they want to have, uh, you know, get back, get back at them this quick. Could happen next year. Could happen, you know, two years from now. Let him go out and win the series. He has to go out and win the, win the series. So, you know, if he does that, that's that's the the retribution you guys need. Not hitting Utley, because what are you gonna do? You hit Utley, you know, you hit someone else. They get on, you know, hit a home run. <laughs> now you're now you give them two runs because you want to get people back. Eh, I don't buy it. So, all right, switch over back to the NFL. Um, Browns, Ravens, Ravens do not look like the team they were. I mean, the Browns. He set records, 457 yards yesterday, McCown. It, it just goes to show you the Ravens aren't the same team they were a couple years ago when they won the uh, Super Bowl. Suggs is out. That defense is just looking awful. If I'm a uh, Ravens, I'm not feeling good about my team at all. So, Ravens, you got a lot of work to do. Browns, hey, you win. You beat another AFC team that might be in the playoffs. Makes makes the Jeff fans happy. Keep on. I want a, a, every AFC team to lose. So we'll see what happens. Bears. Jay Cutler comes back, playing the Chiefs. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is notorious for just annoying me to all hell. I hate the way he coaches. I hate the way he does everything. His mannerisms. Everything he does on the field just annoys me. I, I can't stand. It. If you're not anything but a Chief fan, I don't see how you like that guy. He's just annoying. He's annoying in Philly. He's annoying with the Chiefs. Let's his quarterback go almost two years without throwing a touchdown to a receiver because he wants to call his specific offense. Maybe it's his quarterback's fault. Alex Smith has been bouncing around the league, coordinator to coordinator. But he's an NFL quarterback. He looked good. He looked good with the Niners that last year. He looked good with the Chiefs the uh, following year. He can throw the ball. Let him throw the ball. Jay Cutler comes in and beats you. Okay. Now you know. Now you get what you deserve. Jay Cutler with no Alshon Jeffrey, no Eddie Royale with cheese, you know? Jay Cutler. Hmm. Oh, well. Seahawks, Bengals, OT. Bengals, I don't know if they're real deal. Seahawks might almost seem to lose to everyone that, uh, nowadays. They seem to lose to everyone. The Bengals struggle with them. If the Bengals want to be that powerhouse team to take over and say, you know what, we go into – the Super Bowl, we're going to beat anybody. We're going to go into the playoffs and beat everyone. They are – the Bengals are Peyton Manning. Let's put it that way. They are great in the regular season, and when the playoffs come around, can't win. Clayton Kershaw, another example. Great in the regular season, get to the playoffs, can't win. Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals as a whole, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, same thing. So, if I was a Bengal fan, yeah, I'd feel good. I'd probably feel good every 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 year at week five. I'd probably feel good if I'm a Bengal fan. But – it doesn't last. You guys can't do it in the playoffs. You like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's the same way. You're getting that you're getting that stigma now, Andy. All right? And it's not a good stigma to have. Um, Rams Packers, we went over. Jaguars, Bucks. No one watched that game, but you probably should have. It was almost like a coming out party for, for Bortles and Winston. It they look good. They did look good, I got to admit. It was an exciting game. I watched as much as I could of it. I was trying to keep track of everything else. Great game. You have an opportunity. If they play it on NFL Network or something like that, go watch it. It's a pretty good game. I'd stick to that. Saints-Eagles. Eagles 39, Saints 17. Drew Brees, fading fast. He's fading fast. The size, you know, they say you get older, you get shorter. And that might be the case with Drew Brees. So he's 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 definitely deteriorating. He's been in the league for a while, so which is understandable. So Eagles, Chip Kelly, Chip, you got one. You look good. I will say that, Chip, you surprised me. So just don't keep on doing it because I can't stand looking at your face. 
I can't stand when you win. And basically, you know what? I, I, I both East divisions, NFC and AFC, I don't like any team besides the Jets. <laughs> I really don't because every fan on the East Coast is more, you know, conceited than the next. And I'm the same way. I would think the Jets are going to the Super Bowl this year. I got blinders on. So, you know, I love it. I love I love being a fan and I love being an anti fan at the same time. I let, sometimes I want the teams I hate to lose more than I want my team to win. I'm sure you guys are like that too. I just like seeing the disappointed smug looks on the people who like the team's faces. I maybe I'm a cynic, but whatever. Cardinals Lions went over that. Forty two seventeen domination on every aspect of the game. Carson Palmer looked elite. He did. He looked elite. Redskins, Falcons, Redskins fans, you got to be nuts, going nuts with this team. Every week, you see a different team on the field. One that can't beat anyone, get out of their own way, and another one that goes up against a 4-0 team, brings them into OT, loses, essentially, but you still went to OT with them. So, I don't know. When the Jets play them, I don't know what to expect. I want to beat them. That's what I know. Okay, so Patriots, Cowboys, 30-6 Patriots. Brandon Whedon, worst quarterback ever. You know, check down Charlie. He's just awful. Brady is pissed off and taking it out on everyone. He's bringing out the the paddle stick. Remember in uh, Days and Confused? You know, just whipping people with it over his lap. Little boy, come here, little boy. Come on, next little boy. Brandon, we didn't get on the lap. That's what he did. That's what you've seen. Raiders seem legit. Broncos seem really bad. You make the call. Are the Raiders legit or are the Broncos that bad? Peyton Manning looks awful. Every time he throws the ball, it gets weaker and weaker. And by the end of the year, he's going to throw the ball, and it's going to go behind him. That's how much he's going to regress this year. He needs to retire. This should be his last year. He's throwing these. They look like butterflies. It looks like it has wings, and it's floating around up there like a butterfly. That's how slow it looks. I'm pretty sure I can run after this ball and intercept it. Woodson had a field day yesterday. Hey, keep on passing, Peyton. You know, that defense is going to carry you to the playoffs. Defense is carry you to the playoffs. That's what happens. Um, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to go over to Giants 49ers game. If you've got any calls about that, I'll take them at 347-989-0635. Big Rig here. Taking your calls when we get back and talking about the Giants. Back from Mandarin program, we're talking about Giants 49ers. Now, Giants, you came out with the win. You, you, you went in there, you did what you had to do, and you came out with the win. Now you're 3 and 2. First place, NFCs. Not like you have that much competition. But 
you're there. You're in first place. Now you got to hold on. Eli looked good. I'll tell you what. Thank God for instant replay. Because you don't win that game without instant replay last night. Especially the uh, automated two under two-minute rule where you have to review every turnover, every scoring position. That is an excellent move the, the NFL did. It changes the whole game. It makes the game more pure. It's good. They get the job done. They do. So, Eli did his job. Going to go over some stats. See what he did. He was fifty. He was forty-one for fifty-four. He threw fifty-four passes last night. It's a lot of passes, Eli. A good completion percentage. All right, QB rating of one ten. It's good. It's good. Four hundred forty-one yards. Average of eight point two. TD to interception ratio three to one. Can't can't get better. Much better than that. Eli did good. Kept the ball secure. One interception. It's only two for the year. Game five. Five games played. Two interceptions. Not bad. Colin Kaepernick, 23 for 35. 262 yards. Seven and a half average. Two TDs, zero interceptions. Six six sacks. It's a lot. Eli didn't get sacked once. QB rating of 87.5. Good. Good. You can just tell he's not a pocket passer, though. You can tell he's it's just a, he, he's fading, but he's hanging on, and he's trying to compete, and he did compete. They're one and four. They're not going anywhere. They had everyone retire on them. I don't know if that's a a, a knock on management, how they got rid of Harbaugh. I don't know what's going on in that locker room. I really don't. Tom Sula seems like kind of like a bumbling idiot sometimes. I don't like him. I don't like much. But they – they fought yesterday. They they wanted to win that game, and they just came up short. Carlos Hyde, Giants' number one run, rush defense in the league, 21 carries, 93 yards, 4.4 average, one TD, 22 long. Uh, so that's rough. Kaepernick, only three times tried to run, which is very unlike him. I think he's trying to become more of a, a pocket passer. Maybe he just didn't have the opportunity. Maybe the Giants were – Stealing the edges, maybe that's the case. Probably the case. Three three carries, 23 yards, seven and a half, 15 long. Hey, he'll beat you with his feet, but he didn't do it last night. Anquan Bolden reemerging on the scene. You know, eight receptions, 107 yards, 13 average, one TD. Then we have the Giants, Rashad Jennings, 46 yards. Varane, 24 yards. Did more, did more in a passing attack. And that's what Vereen does. So, Odell Beckham, 7 for 121, 17.3. Shane Vereen, 8 catches, 86 yards. Big fantasy. Fantasy value is skyrocketing right now. Giants did good. They won the game. They did what they had to do. 3-2, and two, head of the division. Good job, Giants. Uh, good job. So, a little... Um, Recap of the show, went over to Mets, went over to Slider around the world, previewed previewed the game last night, uh, for tonight rather, went over the whole entire game on Saturday night. Mets got hosed. Yeah, we know. Stop crying about it. Move on. It's time to go. This is Big Ring. Signing off. Number to call is 347-989-0635 for next time. And as always... I just want to know. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Okay, thanks for clearing up. You clarified that for that. Lovely. Thank you. Okay, so good show today. Be on tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter. Hashtag The Big Rig Show. Okay? Follow me on there. Facebook backslash The Big Rig Show. Signing off.